Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Netflix's Lady Dynamite. Today we'll be covering episodes one and two, giving you our thoughts, ideas, predictions, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Okay, little Teo Cruz. True confession, guys, we looked for the Lady Dynamite theme on YouTube, and we couldn't find it, so we thought this would be a good alternative. It's got the word dynamite in it. Yeah, totally applies. Totally applies. <laughs> Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Lady Dynamite, guys. We're so, so excited to be here. This is Maria Bamford's big breakout role. She's been gunning in the alt-comedy scene for a long time, and I feel like she really deserves this. She absolutely deserves it. Yeah. Everybody's been waiting for her show for a long time. It's here, it's arrived, it's super exciting. Yeah, um, so can't wait to talk about it. We're talking about episodes one and two today. But before we dive in, I want to let you guys know that my name is Jeff Graham. You guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. I'll be leading this panel with these amazing, wonderful, beautiful lady co-hosts. Introduce yourselves, guys. (laughs) Uh, I'm Tamara Brown. You can find me on Twitter at Brown Tamara. I'm Kelsey Hightower, and you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, anything else, social media at at Kelsey Hightower. Well, hey, everybody, I'm Lisa Mason Lee, and you can find me everywhere at Lisa Mason Lee. There it is. <laughs> so follow us, and also follow the show. Follow us on AfterBuzzTV.com, follow us on iTunes, follow us on YouTube, like, subscribe, five stars. That's not a thing follow anymore, us. is it? Five stars. Five, five stars, stars on one. iTunes, like us on YouTube. <laughs> uh, yes. Give us a Yelp review. Give us Anything. a Yelp review. Um, I think we just got a Snapchat, so you yeah. can follow us on Snapchat. I just got into Snapchat. I'm finally understanding it. it I, took a I love it. There's a learning curve. Same here. Yeah. 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 It's I don't fun, know though. If I st- I'm like, I want to keep the things. I, they just disappear. Oh, no, you, can. Yeah. you can. You can. You can. Yes. yes. They'll have the to quality, teach me. I can show you how. Yeah. Yes. All right. After, we'll do that after the show. Yeah. Um, so before we dive in, I want to explain to you guys how this after show is going to work. As we all know, all 12 episodes dropped. And believe it or not, our panel's actually doing our best to withhold our excitement, and we're watching two at a time. And so we're resisting the binge. It's so hard. It's so hard, <laughs> I know. Right when I finished episode two, I was like, oh, I want to watch yeah, more. Let's it automatically out. goes yeah. to the next one. I, I was know. like, ah, it's, so, it's so anti-Netflix. They're against the, <laughs> they want you to binge. I know. Yeah. So we're going to be rebellious, because Maria Bamford's a rebel. Um, so if anyone wants to watch two at a time, we'll be making predictions. We're going to be making organic observations about the show. <laughs> Um, we'll be going live at 7 p.m. PST on Mondays, but you can also f- follow us on our podcast, which you can find on iTunes. So that's the show, and yep. we're so excited you're with us. All right, before we get into it, I want to ask all of you guys what your history with Maria Bamford is. Um, well, I was asking you guys before the show started mm-hmm. if anybody else on this panel are comedians. I'm, I'm a comic, and so... I have done shows with Maria for years. She doesn't know me. Let me point that out <laughs> right away. Like I'm nowhere near uh, in her, you know, caliber or level or anything like that. Her but stand-in, we... though, I was just thinking. What's that? That's kind of a similar. Oh, you yeah? could be like her stand-in or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I dig that. I'll yeah. take it. I'll yeah. take it. But yeah, so I've known her for. Um, I've known her. She has not known me for, oh, my God, I don't even know how long. Super mm-hmm. long time. But I'm also super excited to see so many uh, comedy local celebrities in this awesome show, too. It's so it's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, how about That's you guys? 
I don't really have a history with her, mm-hmm. so I'm coming at this from a fresh perspective. Awesome. So I'm really excited to see this. I just, you know, I like comedy and I follow that, so that's why I was like all about this show. Great. Well, I discovered Maria because I actually worked background on the pilot, believe it or not. Oh, cool. Wow. So yeah, you can actually see me in one of the scenes, the oh, spaghetti wow. scene. Oh, but anyway, I had heard about it and I was like, oh yeah, I worked on that. And then also I checked out uh, her the special, special, special where she does stand mm-hmm. up in her living room and it's hysterical so and I was totally sold on Maria. Yeah. Yeah, her voice as a comic is just so strange but so specific mm-hmm. and I mean at the end of the day it's just so funny and it's so much fun to see her voice just turn into a sitcom and mm-hmm. I don't think a show like this ever could have existed before our streaming era. Right. You know, I don't think this is going to be the kind of show that would run on like NBC for example. No. But, no. Um, the breaking the fourth wall but doing it in such a... <laughs> Such a like unique way that yes. hasn't been done before. Yeah. It's not like the Zach Morris doing the intentional turn to the camera. <laughs> it's like it's like this whole other world where she's in the scene mm-hmm. and then Pat Oswalt. Both. It's like I don't know if I've seen the fourth wall broken in this particular way before. Yeah, it's very meta, but like intentionally meta yeah. and just like so great. I was excited because I saw that Mitchell Hurwitz was show running, and Arrested Development is one of my favorite shows yeah. of all uh-huh. time. I don't know if you guys like that show or not. The stuff you can tell. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody loves that show. Everybody yeah, loves that show. And then Pam Brady, too. I like South Park. She got her start there. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I was excited about. I was like, South Park. Oh, my gosh. This has been great. Yeah. And all the political things that they kind of toss in there, like mm-hmm. sneak in a little bit. It's just like real right up my alley. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but yeah. still says serious things. Um, yeah, I was so excited for that reason. And I love what I love about these streaming services is they can kind of allow the minds of showrunners to just run wild. And mm-hmm. I think in the same way that like Kimmy Schmidt feels like a product of a 30 Rock, but on streaming, mm-hmm. this kind of feels like a product of an Arrested Development, but on streaming. I don't know if you Very guys much. feel like the transition songs and the feel definitely has that Arrested Development feel, but with a lot of other unique twists. And a lot of things I don't think we've ever seen before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you guys want to get into it? Let's Dive do right it. Let's in. do it. Yay. All right. So the pilot, the very first thing we see is this hair commercial. <laughs> Crazy, right? So funny. I think my favorite voice that Maria Bamford does is like her like commercial voice, where she's like, <laughs> "Hi, ladies. This is you know what Absolutely. I mean." Yeah. So that was fun. What do you guys think of starting yeah. the show out this way? I it was it, it I you just don't know what to expect. Right. I didn't know what to expect right away from the beginning. Um, it kind of sets it up like it's almost going to be a sketch show, is mm-hmm. what I was kind of thinking right off the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't well, you don't know what to expect because it's the very first thing that you see, and so you're like, oh, okay, it's very much a Kimmy Schmidt kind of feel to it, and so you're like following it along, and then all of a sudden it's like, cut, this isn't real, it's a commercial, and you're like, okay, so first off we're like switching worlds like right off the bat, which right. is pretty cool. So I, it's very unique in how they do that. Right. Not only it's like a show within a show, but then it also goes back to her past mm-hmm. of who she was, and now it's about her present of how she's getting her career back in line. Right. There are all these timelines that we're going to have to talk about. Because right. Yes, because... I'm still forth. kind of wrapping my head around yeah. it. But I'm glad it, it cut right away after the commercial yeah. like that, because it kind of get us used to the fact that it's going to jump like that. Right. Or it was yeah, right smart of them start. to do that. Right. Right from the start, we're jarred out of it, so we can uh, kind of know what tonally to expect, I feel like. Um, so then, of course, even the theme, the credits are crazy. The 20-second little bumper we get into the show. Mm-hmm. And then we meet Maria's manager, Bruce Ben Backrack. Mm-hmm. I love yes. his name. I know. Uh. Those three Bs are great. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, this is funny. They haven't seen each other for six months, so right away we learned that Maria's been in 
Duluth for six months. Mm -hmm. And they're meeting back for the first time, and Bruce Ben Backrack is kind of trying to bring himself back into the Hollywood scene. He has this Hollywood power desk. He has these boots, and of course, (laughs) the boots. boots, Of course, the desk right away. The glass table. The glass glass table. Right away. I'm glad they didn't go. I was waiting for like the Burt Backrack reference that he's going to have right away, and I feel like it was an intentional non joke not to go for that. Maybe it's going to be in the pocket. Again, we've Uh only seen the first two. two. So it's probably in the pocket later on, but like, um, yeah, it's just. <laughs> super rad, any quiet wink of some celebrity that anybody under 35 doesn't know who that is now. So I love that. <laughs> Tamara, admittedly, I don't know who Perfect is. <laughs> help, help me out. Who is this? He's a composer. He, like, com- uh, he, musician, um, let's see. Oh, God, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but like every, you know, you know a hundred of his songs. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been in movies and TV shows since the 60s. Um, So, like, um, I'm going to think of an example and get back to you while we're we're talking. Perfect. Maybe we can open, we can open on a Burt Backrack song next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, this is interesting. I feel like what's so interesting is Maria comes in. And he's pushing all these projects. He wants to come out swinging. And she's like, no, less ambitious, less stuff. I just want to pull back. And his response is, so no work for Maria. Yeah, no work for Maria. Right. She's like, well, not no work. But what I love about this is it's funny because I feel like he's coming out swinging. He wants to come back. He has these new boots. He has this new desk. And Maria's like, no, I want to pull back. So Mm -hmm. right away we have this dichotomy. I want to ask you guys, what do you think of the performance of this actor? It is, um, I have his name right here. We're actually working on booking him for the show, too. I've been, Sweet. So hopefully stand by. <laughs> this is um, Fred Melman. What do you guys think of his performance? What do you think of his character? Oh, I think he's always great. This Fred's been working since, like, the 60s. Mm-hmm. He's been in many TV shows and different movies, and he's just one of those solid actors. It, it's always good. Yeah. Woody, a lot of Woody Allen films, right? Yeah. That's what I was reading. Mm-hmm. Which is a good get mm-hmm. for the show. He, yeah, he was in Hail Caesar as well, oh, and right. New Girl recently. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's who plays uh, Bruce. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. great. I like him. Um, he kind of has the feel. He's a little bit of a straight man. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're in this world of crazy, crazy characters, and to me, he seems like the most grounded. Mm-hmm. At least right now. I don't know what we're gonna <laughs> see, but it's refreshing. Around all this zaniness, you could also argue that Marie is a bit of a straight man too. But yeah, you could make that argument because she's just trying to, um, she's just trying to do good. She's not trying to, um, yeah. We, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. I could absolutely see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And but Fred might be, or Bruce, the character, it might be her straight man, mm-hmm. I guess, because he is kind of, you know, off with all his boots. You know, the Hollywood boots, his yeah. power boots, and the new glass table. Like it seems like he's kind of going for like whatever's the biggest and the best or, you know, I'm a manager, I'm going to, you know, like, present myself as a Hollywood manager, and I, I like how they spin that, how mm-hmm. they talk about the agent and the manager and the show and make fun of it right. and all the jokes for that, like, that is on point, I think. Definitely. I really like that. So It does get very inside baseball with, like, a, a lot of L.A., and I always wonder, like, for people who don't live in L.A. Yeah. or, you know, in the uh, business, like, how much, I, I mean, how much... Or is, it, or is it relatable outside exactly. of that? But I don't think it matters. I mean, um, we, we love... I love any, like, love story to Los Angeles, any mm-hmm. TV show that does Same that. Here. Um, oh, yeah. So um, I particularly... Like, I especially love those details, but I always wonder, like, let us know outside. If you live in... 
actually, if you live in Minnesota, yeah. uh, you're, in feeling, you're feeling the same thing. You're, like, loving the probably the local references. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting observation. True. Netflix in general has been, because that, did you guys watch Love, Judd Apatow's show? I was just thinking of that because it's all about working in TV. Yeah, and this so. is too. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense. People write what they know. These showrunners work in TV. Mm-hmm. Maria's worked in TV. Yeah. It's and like, nice. And the way Patton keeps being like, don't do not do stand up. We <laughs> yeah. don't need to, you know, oh God, the brick wall. Like yeah. those yeah. things. Louis you know, shit. Like the cliches of like behind the curtain of the way a comedy show is put together. Yeah. So, I'm know, excited to dig that. into that stuff for sure. Um, so then we leave. They decide Maria's first goal coming back to LA is that she wants to have a park bench. That's right. You know, it starts small. Don't shoot too big. Let's just make a park bench happen. Yeah. I think all of us could kind of tell probably even from the start. Who knows if that's even going to work out? But yeah. so she goes home. We meet her friends Dagmar and Larissa. Uh huh. That's that the actress's name, Dagmar. No, Bridget Everett. Yeah, yeah Bridget, Bridget. She's Everett. been working for a while too. She's I've great. Seen her around. She's yeah. on Amy Schumer a lot lately. Yeah. yeah. She's she's been around for a really long time. And she's amazing, and um, I've never—I would love to see her in uh, in person, but I never have before. I know she had a one-woman show in New York that my friend saw, and I think she like took off all her clothes, and she oh, sounds like a very yes. fearless she actress. The envelope. Got um, so I love this name, Dagmar. I don't know what that <laughs> comes from. But, that uh, reference I didn't get. I don't yeah, know. I don't know if it means anything. It might just—it seems kind of tough, right? though. Dagmar. Dagmar. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And she is kind of tough. I she think we is. get that impression. Oh, for sure. And then Larissa, yes. who's um, Lennon Parham, Parham, who I, I don't know if she's you guys watch great. Playing House, but I love that show actually on USA. Yeah. Okay, so that's where she's from. All yeah, right. she's kind of been working too. It's all these. She's yeah, she's been an improviser mm-hmm. and a UCP person for a really long. And yeah, she's she's great. She's, she's great. Yeah, loved her for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of meet these two friends, and what do you guys think of these friends? They didn't really seem like great friends. <laughs> no, huh? absolutely not. No wonder she's in the psych ward. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? seriously. Everyone around her almost seems more crazy than her sometimes, if you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about because, I mean, we'll get into it, but her family, too, is so insensitive <laughs> about her illness, and we'll, we'll get into it. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of got the impression that Larissa was kind of this L.A. kind of girl. She's into numerology. Right. <laughs> she thinks she's, you know, altruistic, but she's just very self-centered. But isn't that yeah. super, I mean, don't you know 10 people like that? Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I loved about that character. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Um, so we find out that Larissa's going to become Marie's assistant. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fun bit as we keep going. Totally. And then Patton Oswald shows up. Mm-hmm. So this is when the show really starts to deconstruct, and we kind of see... It knows it's a comedy show. It knows it's a show, like an auteur show, featuring, you know, a single stand-up. But it doesn't want to be the same show we've all seen. So he finds out that Marie is going to do stand-up on her show, and right away he shuts it down. What did you guys think of being so... This was a very on-the-nose kind of meta, but also subtle way to address this problem. What did you guys think of this? Um, I'm actually... I I was kind of glad they did that, because um, it kind of... Patton kind of took the steering wheel for a minute, because when he just came on as the police officer, I was like, is Patton Oswald really playing this, like, (laughs) minor character? That's so crazy to me. So Mm -hmm. I was was happy when he, you know, kind of started directing. Yeah, yeah. It was fun, for sure. Um, But he starts to tell her that... um, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm actually going to wait, and then we're going to get there in a minute, but... Um, so we it's kind of crazy right. though. Do we think it's too much? Because like right when that happened, I mean, there were, was it flash? Were, were there flashbacks before that, or do we go from past? I don't. I think we've only the been thing? the present so far, but this okay. is when the door starts to open. Okay, because mm-hmm. there for a second I was like, a lot's happening. Like it's very jarring, which I mm-hmm. liked about it. And I appreciate it, but I didn't know if it was too. Did it feel too much? Like at once, 
for you anybody? Know, it was, was a it lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of knew going in that it was going to be crazy. It's yeah. so interesting to me as someone who had never heard Maria Bamford's comedy. You must have just been gobsmacked by how crazy this show was because her voice is so wild. Um, but, you know, I went back and watched these episodes a couple times. I did the same. What yeah. you, did you notice a difference on your second viewing? Yeah, when I watched it twice, because I watched it two times, and the, so the second one that I watched, it was like, okay, it's a story, I see it, like, I really appreciated it more the second time that I watched it, because mm-hmm. I knew everything was coming, like, right. I knew um, the tone of it, and what they were going to be doing, all the jarriness of it, and I think as I went into the second episode, which I know we're not there yet, but as I watched the second one, I was getting more used to that, mm-hmm. so I think as we go through the series, I think it's going to be easier to watch, because our brain's going to be used to it. Right, you know? the jumping back and forth. It was yeah. just the pilot, I was like, on like the third or fourth thing that they did, I was like, wait, am I still following this? I don't know if I can follow. So Right. Just, well, let's but, talk yeah. about it. It's, I think there are three timelines, right? So it seems like we have Maria in the present. Right. Yes. We have Maria pre-breakdown, and then we have Maria during breakdown. Mm-hmm. And so we call that, we'll call that past, Duluth, I think is what the show is calling it, and then Duluth. present. Yeah, yeah. So we know it's Duluth because there's this kind of blue saturation <laughs> yes. on the frame. <laughs> they even dug into that, yeah. how we're supposed to. <laughs> And the first way we're clued as to how we transition between timelines is this Breaking Bad reference. Do you guys watch Breaking yeah. Bad? Yeah. All of a sudden we see the, the one-eyed <laughs> the pink, pink teddy bear in the tank. <laughs> she pulls it out and hands it to the little girl. I love okay. it. That was so great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then all of a sudden we're thrown into the past. And mm-hmm. I think Marie's meeting Karen Gresham for the first time. Are you guys on a yes. Gastire fans at all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. You're totally, so There's, she's the crazy agent. They're at the restaurant. Oh, the agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Totally, Ooh, no, first SNL. after show, a yeah. lot of characters, a lot of names. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we meet this crazy agent. Lisa, what do you think of this character? Oh, she's, she's a very eccentric uh, <laughs> version of what you think an agent would be in yeah, Hollywood. Just totally. like a power woman, uh, lots of connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be your best friend I type, you know. But she's like, but I don't want to sign you. I know. <laughs> That's what's so funny. She wants to be your best friend, but she doesn't want to sign her. Because there's no room on the roster, <laughs> no which is room. a typical situation <laughs> in a lot of agencies. Mm-hmm. And then there, there was some line she said where she was like, I really want to hook you up with my hidden big opportunities list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I feel like that, that line was for like all of the stuff struggling actors and comics out there though. I knew there yes. was a hidden big opportunities <laughs> list. Right. The show is just so tuned in to this showbiz mentality. Yeah. I love it. That's um, my favorite part about the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Just how it's so subtle, but it's so true. Like there's just so yeah. much truth in what we're seeing and learning. Um, so they're talking. Of course, this Karen Gresham character, first of all, Anna Gasser's performance is just amazing. It's 150%. Like, I've never yeah, seen a performance big. this It's big. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it, because mm-hmm. it feels like it's recognizable. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Maria Bamford is no longer Maria Bamford, but she's just a little lamb listening. <laughs> right. This is yeah. pretty, what do you guys think of this? No, I felt like that was like going into her mind a little yeah. bit of how she was feeling like that. Yeah, she, her the representation was of the the lamb. Uh huh. You know that was her. <laughs> the show's very surreal. I feel like sometimes we're watching real life. Sometimes we're watching mm-hmm. Maria's brain. Yes. And it's it's so fun because even as a viewer, you kind of feel like you might be going into psychosis a little, which might be an insensitive word, but. You know, the understanding, just the cognitive state of where Maria is, which is so interesting. So 
Did you guys kind of take that as like she's a sheep in the industry? She's just kind of blindly oh, following. I like that. I like that. I wasn't sure Possibly. how to take it. I don't know. I, I didn't. But yeah. it could just be there's just a sheep on screen. <laughs> right. I was just taking it as her comparison yeah, yeah. to how she felt, just like what you were saying to mm-hmm. Karen. You know, yeah. like she's this big personality, um, big agent, and then she's like throwing all this stuff mm-hmm. at her at one time, and then you <laughs> cut to her, and she's just like this little lamb, yeah. like. Oh, I'm innocent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this meek little lamb. Yeah. Totally. Um, so then this whole Vespa thing happens. She gets her Vespa right then and there. It's our joke. It's our Vespa. Get, it, get the fuck on this Vespa. Yeah. Now, what um, did you guys think about that? Did yeah. you think that there was some kind of symbolism in that? Well, it's interesting because there's this sidecar that Karen gives her, and then they take it home, and then Bruce also puts a sidecar on the same exact Vespa. So I feel like we're already sensing this competition between the two a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if you guys sense that at all. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Both of them are mm. trying to, yeah, you know, add. Latch well, on. I feel like yeah. Bruce was like okay with her. Like he was on on, yeah. <laughs> on board with her switching yeah. managers right. or taking on another manager. Right. So yeah, yeah. I didn't see anything that I thought was leading to competition, but like, maybe maybe down the road. Maybe down the road. Yeah. Um, it was interesting though. He said instead of using solder to get the tycoon, no. he used the flesh of his own hands. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Definitely making yeah. sacrifices for his career. <laughs> yes. Um, we see John Cryer for a minute. That was kind of fun. <laughs> right. That was super fun. Nice cameo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we have this Vespa montage where they're like driving through LA. It's like very clearly artificial. Yeah, like a bad green screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They drive by <laughs> Beverly Hills Whale Oil. Right. It's such a weird touch. That caught me out of nowhere. And then we're back to the present again. And Maria's floating in a pool, and there's all this Mark McGrath stuff. <laughs> Are you guys Sugar Ray fans? Uh, well, I mean, we, I grew up with Sugar Ray on the radio, <laughs> yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. For sure. Sure. But after I, watching this episode, I went and, like, listened to all his songs again, and I was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was love, like, I remember the 90s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When she's, like, singing, and he's like, that's not how it goes. And she's like, you know that we can't afford the real melody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that was again, awesome. just those little, like... Inside baseball of production. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I didn't understand, Mark McGrath was very mad. Do we know why he was so angry? I couldn't actually figure mm-hmm. out, like, circumstantially why he was so mad. Maybe he was just playing, like, an angry celebrity. Yeah. You know, just oh. being kind of, like, a jerk celebrity type figure. I don't know, though. Yeah, I, I feel like it was just a, a, a writer's choice of, like, what's a funny... Yeah. What's a funny... Thing that's pretty uncharacteristic of mm-hmm. him. Real, most people wouldn't see him like this. I just felt like it was just like a funny character choice. Just a way to paint that's him differently I, than what we yeah. would expect. I do like yeah. his line of where he's like, I would do this whole polo team because I'm mostly straight. It was something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really appreciated his ability to swallow his pride and do a little comedy. That was fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find out the connection here is that I think Mark McGrath is also represented by Bruce Ben Bob Rock. Yes. Oh, isn't he? That's okay. how they connected, right? He and Maria. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And uh, we find out that as a gift, Maria's going to perform stand-up for Mark McGrath's charity, yes. Open Arms. It sounds like a very nice, welcoming charity until we learn that it's actually a very vehement gun rights group. Yeah. <laughs> so this is classic comedy move, but in a unique way. It's you know, it feels like a sitcom beat that we don't expect. Um, so um, everyone's going to this comedy show and we learn about these three different timelines we actually get to see 
Maria at her worst, which is Duluth Maria, which is her breakdown. Mm-hmm. Of course, we learn about the color saturation. Um, so this is the third timeline you get to explore. This had kind of a different tone for me, which I liked. Did you guys kind of sense a shift in the way the show felt when we saw Maria and Duluth? Oh, in Duluth. Yeah. Okay. Which Duluth was it are you talking about? So this is like blue saturation Maria mm-hmm. in the the loony bin, what they call yes. it, Duluth. Mm-hmm. What did you guys, because this is, we cut here right now. What did you guys think of all these scenes? Well, one thing that stood out to me most is that um, I love Mary Kay Place as her mom, mm-hmm. first of all, because she's, she's so funny and dramatic in any role that she plays. But mm-hmm. I was, but she's not, to me, she's not her mom as Maria paints her mom in her stand-up. Because mm-hmm. Maria paints her mom in her stand-up a lot more like uh, harping on her, Maria, yeah. <laughs> why don't you? You know, she harping on her a lot more, and mm-hmm. I didn't see her like that so much. And she says that she, you know Maria says her mom's very religious. I think we got a little bit of that in the second one, but like, um, it, it was it was uh, super cool to really enjoy this character, but also it was different than. Uh, I would ima- I was imagining that her mom would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It was a surprise. And in general, I kind of felt like this was a more kind of soft, almost sensitive... You know, the comedy wasn't quite as loud. And it was still exaggerated, but there was almost a sense of sadness and pathos a little bit to these scenes. Did you guys sense that? Agreed. Especially, like, during craft time, when they yeah. were all doing their crafts, and the other people in the psych ward were fighting about the different clippings in the magazines. And Maria's like, well, there's enough Oscars for everybody. We can all share. So, again, it's like she looks like she's the sane one, and everyone else is crazy. Oh, it's yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, everyone around her is very angry all yeah. the time. Yes. And I wasn't sure if this was what she sees or what she feels, if that's being projected right. on her, or if they really are. Because sort of she comes home from the the psych ward, mm-hmm. and her family's really kind of mean. And we meet we meet Susan, who's her friend. Oh boy, Mo Collins Susan. playing Mo Collins. Susan. She's great. Yeah. She's Amazing. Great. Yeah. So funny. So and, funny. And Stephanie Weir playing um, the the like um, what would you call her in the psych ward? Yeah, the, the therapist. like therapist yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, both Janice, of them. Jan- Janice maybe was her name. Yeah, I, don't I, th- I think it was Janice, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody's very aggressive. Uh-huh. Even, um, I don't know if it's even, yeah, I guess it is angry. But like, just, just because I don't know if uh, Mo Collins' character word, is mm-hmm. angry. She's just more aggressive. She's mm-hmm, just big mm-hmm. and aggressive. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. I did get notes of Maria's sister, if you listen to her stand up. It's interesting because they didn't write Mo Collins' character. I think mm-hmm. Susan is her name on the show. <gasps> they didn't write her as her sister, but you kind of could feel that yeah. if you listened to her stand up before. So, right. Um, interesting. So, yeah. They're like, you know what, be angry, stand up for yourself, say how you're really feeling. So they go and play this anger badminton game. <laughs> this is a funny scene. We're going back and forth. Yeah. The one thing I love about Maria is her performance is so sweet. She's got such a sweet, you know? She does. Yeah. Have you, a sweet demeanor. You know, she's probably not the most balanced person you've ever met, but mm-hmm. her heart just feels so big, which mm-hmm. I love. And she mm-hmm. can't be mean until finally they force her to. They force and her to do it. I. That's what really, uh, that's what I like most about, the, mm, I don't know if I like most, but, but it's, we see so many shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Louis, where the character and the comedian character is looking at this world through this lens of annoyance at mm-hmm. everything. 
And this is exactly the opposite of yeah. that. Everybody else is angry and annoyed and aggressive, but she's like the optimistic and the you know pleasant one, and it's everything's gonna be okay. So it's really cool that there's this like reverse with this show. I really appreciate that about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I like that perspective a lot. That's yeah. good. And it works. And it works. Yeah. And it feels so fresh. We've, we yes, really, we we kind of saw with Kimmy Schmidt like the sunny dark comedy, mm-hmm. but it's this feels so different. I don't know if I've seen anything like this before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we're back into the present. We're at this comedy show, and um, of course we find it's the gun rights people. <laughs> Maria gets funny. on stage. We see John Mulaney shows up, which mm-hmm. is I'm a huge, huge, huge John Mulaney fan. Yeah. So that was fun to see him. I don't know if you guys watched his show. God bless uh, him. The show was not <laughs> amazing. <laughs> that's all right. I think. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? That's all right. He got a show. You know, that's something. And I don't know if you guys yeah. watched the comeback kid, but his most recent stand-up special. He's <laughs> back to true form. Um, but I love that he swallowed his pride and came on this show and joked about, you know, the tropes of the comedian show. She gets on stage, she gets booed off stage, and Patton Oswalt comes up and saves the day. Hilarious that he actually does have to save the day. I think her quote was, it looks like my show is really finding its own voice. Well, and Patton's doing stand-up. Well, it's, it's Patton's voice. But he really is very good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, yeah, and we forgot to mention Brian Posehn, too. Oh, yeah. yeah like they... He was the other co cop, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so much <laughs> He's fun. like, you're not even trying. Look at what you're wearing. Not in a costume <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, then it ends with, of course, everyone destroying the bench, which feels yes. a bit like probably a foreshadow of the struggles that Maria will be facing throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, thoughts on the. You know what? I didn't even ask. Thoughts on the first episode. What'd you guys think now that we've kind of discussed it? Anything I didn't touch that you wanted to focus on? I don't know. Should we talk about the bench at all? Because I feel yeah. like this whole—I feel like she kind of had a theme for each episode. So, mm-hmm. like this first episode, she really wanted to talk about community, and I feel like the bench right. was the symbolism of community, getting people together. And yeah. I've heard she actually is um, in in her neighborhood. My friends on the city council. I've heard she is very civically active. So there were like these little ah. parts of the show where it was like. Um, it goes realistic into the way she actually is and then completely fictional into the way just this character is and stuff like that. Seeing both sides of those. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's the first episode. If there's nothing we didn't cover, let's move on and talk about the second one, right? Awesome. Yes. Great. Yay. So this was um, called, I think, because... Bisexual because of meth. Yeah. <laughs> nice um, title. Nice title. We're going to so talk about it. It kind of subverted what we expected because this character of the bisexual meth addict was... Not nearly as well. We'll, we'll get into it. what you yeah. think it would be. Maybe. Um, so, first thoughts and reactions to this episode before we dive into it. Uh, oh, me, hmm, me. Let me wrap my brain around it for a second. So okay. else. Same here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like this one. Getting into it, like I talked about earlier, I like this one better when I first started watching it because I knew that there was going to be, you know, like maybe a lamb pop-up or, you know, some jarring thing that I wasn't expecting or I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, prepared going into that. So I was able to see the whole structure and story, I think, a little bit better on the second episode. Definitely. And I I really liked it. She talked about, you know, her gut and self-esteem, like, kind of as a theme, I thought, Mm -hmm. on this one. And I, I really liked this episode, so I thought it was really good. I've liked them both so far, so it's hard to really... They were pretty different, these two episodes, mm-hmm. which I liked. Yeah. I yes. think I might have even liked this one better than the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, the pilot was so ambitious that mm-hmm. I think sometimes Super. I had trouble following yeah. the beats and just being like... Yes. Yeah. Which was so cool. I mean, we've never seen a 
sitcom pilot like that. Second was a lot more, a little bit more narrative, uh, more linear. Traditional, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and just one thought. I know we've already talked about this at the very beginning, but with like a producer that's done South Park mm-hmm. and come has come from Cartoon Land, I guess, or animation. They can do anything with animation, and I feel like they tried to do that with this show, which is mm-hmm. really cool, because mm-hmm. I like that they have that just open, um, let's try anything, let's do anything with this show with humans, you know, it's yeah. kind of how I saw it, and I thought mm-hmm. I really liked that. You're right. It's, yeah, very risky, and yes. yeah, it doesn't, doesn't say no, just like a good improv, just like a good improviser, and they say yes on this show. Um, yeah. So we so Bruce is pitching some projects, and we see this commercial for pussy noodles. <laughs> have you guys ever seen any a more insane commercial in your life? No, no I don't think I have. No, but like Japanese yeah. TV can be wacky, insane yeah. like that. So it can be this way. Yeah, yeah. kind of. I got. It, it's like the perfect parody of of a Japanese commercial for randomness. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And of course, Maria's like, whoa, like I don't know if this is maybe up my alley. And he's like, well, they assured us. That this is actually, it's going to be way, way more violent than what you just saw. <laughs> That's how he tries to pitch her on the show. Oh, good, I was right. I know, exactly. <laughs> so she's like, I don't think so. And we cut to this scene of her doing a multicam sitcom called Baby on Baby Board. <laughs> what did you guys think of this scene? It's great. It's great. Yeah. I love it. So funny. It was. I love how they weren't afraid to just make fun of the terrible tropes on these multicam shows. Yeah, yeah. and then the what, what did she say? Something like, you're... You're just making. You're just being an adorable misogynist, like <laughs> pointing out that like he's still being. You know. I know. Yeah, it was so much fun to watch Maria in character just like vent to this baby about how he's like a symbol of the oppressive patriarchy. And I had to write down the quote. I think she said, "Let's lock you in a room for twelve hours, and you'd be begging for these slamming mammary jammers." Mammary <laughs> jammers. Yeah. Um, so Maria gets fired from the show, but of course Bruce. <laughs> demands that she at least stay for the whole day and she's like oh this is great as a great manager would right I know. <laughs> yeah um so then we cut again to larissa wow this is funny i'm just realizing that structurally this episode we're meeting the same characters in the exact same scenes in the same order mm-hmm. oh cool oh really i wonder if that's something we're going to see throughout the whole ah, show structure that's cool. yeah. i know we'll have to see um, so we see Larissa's talking about numerology. She goes, I don't, you can call me Lala now. That's what I want to be called. <laughs> um, do you guys know this person? Being in L.A., we're all from L.A. Do you oh, feel yeah. Like, yeah. You like, mean like their stage name or their nickname or they want yeah. to have a new name so they forget their old one? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and just like into numerology. And like she's like, I'm an empath, so I couldn't mm-hmm. come visit you when you were sick. I think crystals <laughs> Crystals is the thing right now. Crystals, yeah. yeah. And uh, Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Is it, is oh, it in that gosh. scene where she says something like, I, I'm going to have to have a peanut today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because wasn't she allergic? She allergic, she's, so only she's getting Well, you just yeah. assume. Yeah. Get sick. Like, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Oh, right. Exactly. Such a martyr. Yeah. So good. Um, but this is when we learn about Shane, the bisexual meth addict, oh, who's boy. friends with... Was she? Was he friends with Larissa or with Dagbar? I thought Liz, Lar- Larissa. 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 Did but, I say Marissa or Larissa? Yeah. You, said, you said Larissa. I, I was I saying with the Marissa, it, too. So. Right? Yeah. yeah. But it's like a loose connection. La, la, la. Yeah. With yeah. Lala. Yeah. yeah. It's a loose connection. Right. Exactly. Um, so She forces Maria into going on this date. Yes. I know. And this is what I love. I expected some cartoony... Homeless, tweaked out guy. Yep. And we get this really good looking, kind of soapy, like soapy, soap soap opera looking guy. They did a good job of setting it up that it would be that way. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Yeah. And just like Maria, that's what we're expecting. And he's not at all. Mm-hmm. So we go to this restaurant called. Um, oh. oh. 
pitch, switch hitter? Switch hitter. Yeah. yeah. Switch I was going to say pitcher and catcher. <laughs> and he, goes, yeah. he goes, I didn't mean to overwhelm you with this restaurant. I'm a big baseball fan. <laughs> I love that twist. And of course, there's all these jokes about. Oh, my goodness. So funny. All the sexual innuendos. Yeah. It was pretty heavy. It was all pretty of a sudden. heavy handed, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, Shane is this nice guy. And, you know, we think like maybe Maria's met a nice guy. So they have a good conversation. They kind of hit it off. Um, meanwhile, we do have a flashback. Oh, okay, so there's that. We do flash back to Duluth, and we get a, a picture of the Bamford family bammed. Yes. Yeah, the family meeting. Yeah, the family meeting. It was, oh, mm-hmm. oh, in the meeting. Oh, Wait, yeah, so or the, the, meeting, the band? Or the, the meeting first, and then the band. Okay. Were you going to say something about the meeting, Kelsey? Or? No, uh, not particularly, but she just calls every her whole family over the and symbols. is like, we're going to have a meeting, and then like, pulls oh, the right, garage in front of the garage. Up. In front of the garage. Yeah, yeah, and your mom like, keeps saying she's going <laughs> to yeah. stop doing the symbols. I'm going <laughs> to. The floodgates will open. Yeah. 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 Well, it, didn't she say she got released from the psych ward at the same time, and that's why she started the band? Yeah, I think she, it was. Like she had the big, a musical coping. Yeah, she yeah. Had the, she was announcing to her family um, the big C word. I'm cured. Yeah, yes. Cured. The big C word. Yeah. Um, so we get to see this performance, and I kind of thought in the same way this was really funny, but kind of had a twinge of sadness to it. Yes. I loved how Mary Kay plays. She was cracking me up in the back, just not moving, just like looking down at her guitar. I don't know why that was so funny to me, but sometimes it's the notes you're not playing. Like, it's those little quiet... She she was just making me laugh and just standing there just looking so morose, playing the guitar. I was yeah. loving that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you guys think of this performance? Well, it was a disaster, obviously. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> and then poor Maria, I mean... We clearly could see that she wasn't ready to go out in the world. Definitely not. She's yeah. a little baby. She's a little, a little baby, lamb. and she... You know what? I forgot to even talk about. Speaking of little baby, there was that scene in the first episode where she shuts the door of the van, and she comes out, and she's this little kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That was cool. Those touches are so interesting, and they kind of yeah. make you think. You know, mm-hmm. for a comedy, they make you feel something a little bit. I was yeah. kind of moved by that choice. Yeah. Um, anyway, she collapses on stage, and this was a moment that, to me, was funny, but with the twinge of sadness, where she's like, Agreed. I'm not cured, I'm not cured yet. Um, but we did get to see a glimpse of what you were talking about with the mom, um, her religious side, and how she picks up the mic, and <laughs> that whole bit. So it was yeah. like interesting that you got to see not only what was happening to her, but you got to see her family, because with the father, he was nervous, and he was like, I have stage fright, and she was like... Come on, Dad. We're gonna. What's the worst that could happen? You could die, and that's it. So let's just do it. <laughs> so let's just do yeah. it. So we got to see both her parents, I guess, a little bit more. Ed Bagley Jr. and Mary Kay Place are both so good at being hilarious straight people. Like uh-huh. they didn't uh-huh. have any lines that were particularly. No, I guess they did because the whole like um, the floodgates are about to open and stuff. But like they're just so just so funny, just being serious. You're right. I love they that. Are. And yeah. even those lines are played in a way that's very like believable. I'm like yeah. you hear say it, and you like buy in, but there's this comedy too. Yeah. Um, you're so right about that. So we come back to the present and we're at the restaurant, which I think the restaurant was called a serious scene. Was what I oh yeah, yes. Because yes. uh-huh. he walks up, he goes, "Welcome to a serious scene." Mm-hmm. In a serious scene, you're not going to be hearing a lot from the waiters. And he backs away. <laughs> yeah. We're in a serious scene. Um, we have this kind of heartfelt conversation, and I kind of wondered if this might lead to something where we might see him come back, um, but of course, no, um, because they leave, and Maria's like, "I'm not going to go home." And we get this radio bit where the radio is actually narrating Maria's thoughts. What did yes. you guys think of this? Oh, that was very clever writing. It was I'll very say that. great writing. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And, and then, of course, you know, that's like inner turmoil for everybody going mm-hmm. on dates. You know, what are you going to do? What's your next move going to be? Exactly. And then she goes, oh, I'm just going to go back to his house. Right. Go find him. Definitely. And it's just another excuse for Maria to do more of the voices, mm-hmm. being the radio. Oh, there the you go. You know yeah. how good? That's how good she's, she's at voices. I didn't oh, even pick up on that. She's oh, my God. She didn't realize that she was... She was being the her, like, Terry Gross voice. Yeah, she was, yeah. She's, like, she's a virtuoso at, the, at those at the voices. It's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. She's, that, amazing. I mean, she's mm-hmm. so good, I didn't even pick up on it. So um, talented. What a, what a smart way to write her inner monologue. You know, have the radio do it. It's not a voiceover. We do get voiceover, but, you know, it's a way to develop her character, let us in, in a way that we can relate to, which is talk radio. So we get to Shane's place. Of course, he's with a, with another man. <laughs> and, I mean, it's this is kind of what we expect. We didn't expect that this was going to go perfectly. Um, and this scene was just so funny because we think that maybe Shane is another side. And then Gabriel walks in. And we learned that they don't have another side. What do you guys think of this whole kind of love triangle thing? It was a really <laughs> fun push and pull of our, our wife. Wait. Our, because yeah. I, I thought when, when she saw through the window that this guy was going down on him, I was like, Oh, that's not really what's happening. But then she right. walks in, and it was what was really happening. <laughs> right. And then right. they, but then it kept going back between like, um, and she's like, and then she forgives him right away, and it's just like, oh no, I came to, uh, and and that guy leaves, but then, the guy that really is his boyfriend Gabriel. comes in, and yeah, and so like it was this really uh, interesting. Um, Back and forth of whether I'm believing what I'm seeing or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did was you really guys, cool. Did you guys see this coming at all? Or not really? Uh, no. Yeah, I was totally no. surprised. And what I loved was, like, I thought it was going to be that she, he wasn't right for her because he was a bisexual meth addict. Right. But it's like, no, he was just a douchebag. Like, it was like, he just yeah. wasn't a good guy. Which, yeah. like, that was right. great writing. And then what a way to bring the episode home. We're all of a sudden thrown onto this Japanese game show. <laughs> what did you guys think of this? That was brilliant. Brilliant. Well, you're writing. I know, it was brilliant. Yeah. Like, it hit every theme and it brought it all home. I think the question is, does he like pussy or does he like noodles? <laughs> <laughs> he like noodles? I was like, I can't believe they brought that back. And yeah. I was, I was, I would have given the episode a B. And then when they brought it home with that final commercial, I was like, this was a perfect way to tie wow. everything together. At least yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and it just really played into, you know, the themes of these crazy Japanese game shows. And it had this heartfelt heartwarming component to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, and it started talking about how she did decide to go with her intuition at the end. Mm-hmm. She decided ultimately that you should go with your gut. So there right. was a nice little lesson at the end. It was really sweet. I like this. I love when shows can be subversive but also kind of have that lesson at the end. Do you guys watch Modern Family at all? Mm-hmm. Yes. Love that show. It's the same yeah. thing where you're dying of laughter and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you've got this little twinge of heartwarming <laughs> do a little learning. They just yeah. wrap it up with this sweet little bow. The more you know. Yeah. yeah, the more you know. So I thought this was really sweet and perfect, but in a way that probably only a show like this could do. Yeah. Any other thoughts before we dive into predictions about this episode in particular? We kind of moved through it quickly, but... We did. I, I love the show. Like, I love that aspect that we are talking about, and mm-hmm. I think the perfect descriptor is sweet, you know? She's so sweet and like a little lamb, mm-hmm. like a little baby, and I just think that's um, makes it more relatable as a viewer to be able to watch her and just like be rooting for her the whole time. And I like how they do these jarring things to it. Like it's so unlike anything else that I've watched that I just I am impressed by it and I just I really like this. Yeah. So I like how she does it and I'm really I like the little bow on the end. Yeah, definitely. I think that's cute. 
Anything yeah. about the show as a whole, Lisa, that you think? Or I'm excited just to keep moving on with it. I know we all stopped at episode two, but I'm excited to see because we settled in on episode two with the whole past and present thing. And then now when we get to three, I feel like we're going to really get the flow in. It's going to be good. Me too. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, Maria should have, uh, most people in comedy say Maria should have had her own show a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So it's well overdue. But that being said, now that it's here, it seems like that she's got carte blanche and she's just experimenting and doing all kinds of, you know, it's it's so unconventional. It's things, things that probably wouldn't even been allowed to be produced even five years ago, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, it's so, um, it's just so kind of groundbreaking and who knows like in in the actuality of like behind the scenes of production maybe she's not actually who I don't know if she's actually getting what she wants uh, or not but it seems like that she's really just has like carte blanche and she's really having a lot of fun playing around yeah so that's what I really like about it I'm excited that it's been long overdue that she's had her own show and so if she, now now that it has come she's she can do whatever she wants yeah, from what I know, I listened to an NPR interview, and she said she does feel, like, safe on the show, and, like, I mean, it's a good melding of the minds. Mitchell Hurwitz, Pam Brady, mm -hmm. and Ray yeah. Manford. I mean, like, it's just such a good team. And, and just I know the degree of talent that's I on it. I yeah. mean, I can't get, I can't wait. I want to see more Mo Collins. I want to see mm -hmm. more Stephanie Weir. I want to see more Patton, and um, I know some other people that are going to be on we haven't watched yet, so, like, I'm super excited. Just the level of, of talent and, and hilarity that is, is they're giving us is, Yeah. Perfect. We'll do some quick predictions if that's okay. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Any predictions, Tamara, that we haven't seen yet? It's different with comedy. It's not like it's we're different like... with comedy because I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be like an overarching storyline right. yet. So I, I can't say that she's you know going to move back to Minnesota or whatever. Like I I don't have a prediction like that. But. Uh, I just am excited to see what other like crazy thing they're gonna throw at us. That's like in this in the same vein of like breaking the fourth mm -hmm. wall and doing these weird like behind the curtain glimpses of, of production. Like I want to see what else they're gonna show us. That's Definitely. exciting. Yeah. yeah, same. I don't really know if we can. I don't really know how to do a prediction with this one. With you know, a show it's like so this. it's so tough. And yeah. how can you predict with all the stuff that they throw at us? <laughs> but I am excited. Um, looking forward to. Um, the structure and the little themes at the end, like what she's going to talk about and what she's going to go into, like with mental health a little bit more. So hopefully there's going to be some more little themes like community and like gut feeling and stuff like that. So, yeah, I like the mental health aspect too. I think yeah. that's really yeah. exciting. That's something to see. that is still taboo as far mm -hmm. on TV. Like it's never shown in a positive light and not that it's shown in a positive light on this show, but it's not shown in a negative light of, right this is a bad thing that you should feel bad about, you know, mm -hmm. having a mental illness. It's not like that. It's really, it's really it's non the first time. Non-judgmental, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And nobody else really talks about it either. Yeah. It's very courageous. I mean, she's being pretty brave on this show. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. digging into parts of herself that I know I would be afraid to explore on a streaming show on Netflix. Sure. The only thing I think we're going to see is I'm predicting a little bit of headbutting between Bruce and Karen. I don't know. We'll see down mm -hmm. the road. But I'm excited to see them. Because they haven't, they haven't really interacted yet on the show. So mm -hmm. at least the yeah. two of You guys have probably all watched all 12. But the two <laughs> that we... Um, Are we really? Yeah. So I think that's it. I think we covered as much as we could. Yeah. Um, for now, we're going to wrap. But you guys can catch us next week at the exact same time. Again, write, rate, like, subscribe, all that stuff. We'll be covering episodes three and four next week. In the meantime, you guys can catch me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham and Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. 
on I'm Tamara Brown on Twitter at Brown Tamara on Instagram at Tamara underscore blue and at Snapchat at Hey Tamara because all of my handles are completely different and <laughs> confusing. And you can follow me Kelsey Hightower on at Kels Hightower. And you can find me everywhere at Lisa Mason Lee. Great. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs>